It's the Signs of Wine podcast. I'm not drunk. Are you sure? With your host, Jordan Tucker. I'm tired of everyone calling me. When I was seven, I would get into any Astro van that pulled up to me just, <laughs> just because I thought Astro meant we were going to space. You know, like, live a little, kid. Get touched. Uh, I, don't, I don't want her to get touched. I don't. I don't. But... When she, when she said that to me, like, pedophiles are gonna see me, what do you think, I'm hanging out with a bunch of fucking pedophiles? Like, also, you've been to Disneyland six times in your short life. Pedophiles have seen you. you know? like, yeah. Hate to break it to you guys, but pedophiles only go on vacation two places, Disneyland and Thailand, that's it. Those are the only two. Oh, sorry, but behind that Mickey Mouse head is a weird mustache and a hard dick. Do not go to Disneyland. Thank you. Some people know Walt Disney's a Nazi. Uh, I'm a Pixar guy, sorry. Uh, my other niece, she's four, and she graduated preschool last week, which is a cool thing, I guess. I didn't know we were celebrating fucking animal crackers and nap time, whatever. And uh, before she goes on to do her little song and dance at her graduation, I leaned into her and I was like, hey, I love you, I'm proud of you, do great up there. She goes, thanks, Uncle Matt, I love you, but I hate Satan. Why? She said it to me like she was my mom. That's what, that's what upset me. She was like, yeah, I love you, Matt, but that Satan guy, he's a bad influence. You probably shouldn't hang out with him. Where's this coming from? And I turn around and who's standing there? Fucking Satan. I'm like, what are you doing, man? And we're back on the Signs of Wine podcast. We got comedian legend in Maryland. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, everybody. No, yeah. We have Matt Brown. Hey there. Me and Dave Chappelle are actually born in the same hospital. Are you That's a real? little fun fact. Yeah, me, Dave Chappelle, and Steve Francis. I don't know if you remember Steve Franchise. I, I do not know who Steve Holy Francis is. Who is he, Steve Francis? He played for University of Maryland and the Houston Rockets. Him and Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming. In the, I think I've heard about him before. Stevie Franchise, bro. And he went to China and got alcoholism and got all fat and was just balling <laughs> on the Chinese people. Uh, was he Asian? No. no. Uh, just a white dude? No. It's oh. a black man. <laughs> but he's uh, he's like a six foot one point guard that could fucking yam on people. Oh, Muggsy Bogue style almost. Mm-hmm. Except Muggsy Bogue's a lot smaller. Um, <laughs> and we have Tony co-hosting the podcast today. Yes, sir. I'm here again. Um, Signs of Wine fam. You know, we here again. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And uh, just wanted to interview you to ask a few questions about you know the comedy world. I I'm supposed to do a comedy little bit. I told my buddies if I lost in fantasy football, whoever loses, the punishment is to do five minutes of open mic comedy. Classic. Classic. And I lost. Okay. So, apparently I'm supposed to be writing jokes, but I've been bullshitting on it. You should do it, dude. Tuesdays at Wits End, I host an open mic. Come try it. For real? Yeah, dude. You have no idea. Every year, right after football season, there's there's always 10 to 20 people that'll come come through and be like, all right, I lost a bet, and then go up and do it. Yeah. is a popular thing. I'm yeah, not, it's very, yeah. I feel like I just, like, I'm the first one to show up at an AA meeting right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you guys all are have been a part of this. Okay. Um, but, no, I want to ask, so like, for your, like, uh, your background, mm-hmm. like, you said that, I know me and you talked before, you said that you grew up in Edgewood, which is, like, very cool to hear. Um what was like your upbringing like and just like a short synopsis well I'm, i moved to edgewood when i was uh 17. um i grew up in like Glen burnie and like outside of uh, annapolis and then i moved up near baltimore when i was little i had a regular like childhood and you know when i was like 13 my parents got divorced so that was fun started wiling out i was supposed to be a baseball star and that didn't turn out so great you got like the baseball form yeah, I still I, I carry that uh, 
what do you call it? Like the the vibe of a baseball player, I guess. Talk a lot of shit, chew tobacco sometimes. I actually play with um. There's a guy, Josh Hader. He's the closing pitcher for the San Diego Padres. I played with him for like two years. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, I have a, I have a knack for being around people who end up making it. So hopefully, maybe one day I get to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, did you watch the the was like there was a big baseball game WBC yeah. yeah did you did you catch oh, any yeah. of that yeah I had it on at the bar while I was hosting my open mic yeah I gave way more fuck about that than I did the comedy <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> that's crazy yeah that was a that, that was a that was definitely a big um like game I didn't watch it personally but like um just I watched a lot of like highlights and hearing about it afterwards like I heard a lot of good stuff about it yeah I mean and it was like a storybook ending with Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani which are like the two like biggest major league stars and they play on the same team and they face each other to end the game and Otani just fucking smashed Mike Trout, dude. Struck him out. I hope the the Orioles do good this year, at least somewhat. We did decent last year, so I'm just hoping for the best at this point. Pray. Right. (laughs) Um, But no, like, so... And I was wondering, too, like, for a lot of people, you always hear, like, comedians always say, like, oh, well, this is when I knew. Like, I worked this job and that's when I knew. Or... I did this class in college, and I was like, that's when I knew I w- I'm a comedian is for me. Yeah. For you, have you had that moment, or, like, are you st- like have you already had it a long time ago? Yeah, I had it, um, like, uh, about six months before I started. So my mom, this is, like, this sounds like a made-up, like, fake story, but it's not. So my mom died when I was 17, and she had, she had cancer. So they didn't tell me and my brothers that it was terminal. They just kind of, like, let us think that everything was gonna maybe work out but she kept a when she found out she was terminal she kept a journal and she wrote notes for me and my brothers to read after she died and the note she wrote me was like the typical like I'm the youngest of three brothers so it was like the typical mom stuff you know like you're my baby blah 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 and then at the end of it it was like you're funny you always were funny you broke the tension in the house with jokes you could even make people laugh at inappropriate things and you should find a way to make that into a career and I started going to community college. And there was one day where I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, fluorescent lights. Like, I don't know what it is about fluorescent lights, but they just piss me off. No, same. <laughs> same here. So I was like, and I was like, I started thinking back to like when I was a kid and like going to fucking like Blockbuster. And, you know, everybody else would, you know, I'd rent like comedy movies or video games or whatever. And my mom would always grab like, you know, like blue collar comedy tour or like, you know, Gallagher, shit like that. Like Jeff Foxworthy and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like four or five, I was all about fucking Larry the Cable Guy, Gallagher. Get her uh, done. I can't remember. Like, just like, you know, like Carrot Top, like hacky. Like, how, how old are you now? I'm 28. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And then uh, and I was just like thinking back to my childhood also. Like, I, I remember there's one day in particular I was playing, uh, I, I played basketball too. And I was, we were getting ready to leave and I saw or, like Richard Pryor was on TV. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, I rather I want to watch this. I don't want to go to basketball practice. And my dad was like, tight. I don't want to take you to practice. Yeah, let's, yeah let's, Rich, let's, Richard let's, Pryor's an OG like that. I, it's actually funny you said that because that happened. In, I think in everybody hit, an episode, of everybody hates Chris, where like he didn't. Uh, he like they were watching Richard Pryor uh, or whatever like in the living room. And like he like didn't go. He was supposed to be in bed, but he like kind of snuck down to yeah. watch it. And next thing you know, the next day he's telling like you know how raw Richard Pryor is, like jokes and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, it's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, so that's, that's that's pretty much how I got started. Yeah, nice. still so, still got love for that stuff too. Yeah, dope. So um, I was gonna ask like, 
so in today like think about comedy from like back then like in the 90s kind of like all the you know like eddie murphy and stuff like that kind of to like where it's where it's at now i want to know like like what is a comedian to you because i've had somebody like i saw someone on instagram um where like there's this uh you know this famous person on there that does like comedy videos and stuff like that mm-hmm. and he was saying how um like he's a he does he doesn't see himself as like a comedian like like well he see himself as a comedian but not like stand up yeah like some people think that like stand up like you have to do stand up to be a comedian yeah, like, yeah. so i just kind of know like what, what's your take on that and like what is a comedian to you yeah i mean well the, yeah like the, whoever that guy was is right like there's a difference between being a comedian a stand-up comedian a comedic actor improv guy all that stuff so like that's the one thing you'll see like these youtube instagram people because like i started i got a dui last year so i started having to work at the comedy club to make some extra money to pay for all my legal shit right. and um I never went to see him before, but now I'm working and watching these Instagram and YouTube guys try to do stand up, and it's like that they're not doing stand up; they're doing comedy, but it's not stand up. They, you know, they're doing all their like putting on wigs and doing their characters yeah. and all that stuff. There's no edit button when you're doing stand up; you can't stop and go, "Okay, let me, you yeah. know, restart this." So, like to me, a stand up comedian is completely different than Instagram. Like, because I've tried to be that guy on Instagram, but I'm not. I don't I can't do fake like and a lot of the people on Instagram and stuff it's just recycling things that everybody already knows and does yeah. into yeah. like a very uh you know mainstream kind of way. Yeah, it's really hard like you you rarely see like original content on social media nowadays it seems like a lot mm-hmm. of stuff is uh recycled. Yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah. see 10 people doing the same video just like slightly yeah. different. Yeah. That is very true. Um, and I wanted to make a comment on, you said earlier on that you you knew when you wanted to be a comedian is when, you know, it was, I'm assuming after your mom died, that was the breaking point where you re- read that and you were like, this is what I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, a, like a Manchurian candidate, you know, that Had you shit. already been doing comedy at that point? Or nope. You, oh, I hadn't shit. even thought about it. Didn't even realize that it was something that like you could just do. You know, I thought it was like you had to, you know, find a way into it. I didn't realize you could just show up at a fucking bar that was doing an open mic and just start doing it. Well, it's, it's just like um, very similar in other areas of life, too, for like, I guess, like a lot of people. I mean, even with like, I met a couple musicians from doing this thing, like the podcast and like just hearing how they book a live show. Like I, I just never knew. Like I didn't know there's the people that are behind the curtains doing the shit. Mm-hmm. So when you get to pull back the curtain and see inside, you're like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. The so, guy that produces my podcast is like a gig musician that does, you know, he does yeah. solo stuff and he does stuff with his band. And like, I did, I had no idea there was like agencies like locally, the art of sound engineering. Yeah. <laughs> It is an art. Um, they're the people that can like mix music and shit are yeah. beyond me. It's dude. actually it's actually kind of cool how like you really the the thing that you do is like a passion is like sometimes just comes out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like you probably didn't see I don't know you probably didn't see yourself as a comedian before, but nah. as you mentioned, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like it's really cool when things like that happen like unexpectedly, and it's just like something that you just fall in love with it's not just like yeah oh this is just like let me just do this like no this is something that like you actually developed a passion for and stuff like that but it came out of nowhere it happens a lot with like a lot of like people um like i was listening to a podcast earlier 
and uh tyler perry was on there and he was talking about like which i didn't even know like i'm surprised like he was saying how like medea the medea character like how it started was he had someone that was originally supposed to play medea that like wasn't him but they didn't show up so he ended up filling in huh like as medea the character and he said that like when he went out there on the stage like um everybody was laughing and stuff and he, he you know that's where kind of how it just kept going from there yeah. and the reason why he said he made so many movies is because people just keep going to go see him yeah so it's kind of cool like just how stuff like that just happens out of nowhere yeah <laughs> yeah it's wild like it's like the the universe does have like a a way of you know if it's supposed to be it'll happen yeah. and it might seem like like I'm, I'm assuming he probably when the person didn't show up he was probably like fuck like yeah. what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah cause he said he even said like he didn't like he doesn't enjoy the media yeah. character like right. he wasn't supposed to do that shit he probably was supposed to like right. direct it or something yeah. you know what I mean like write yeah. it but it ended up working out for him like you know somebody had to do it so he was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah, I can t- only Im- imagine the amount of pressure that's like on like that like just improv like straight up like you're yeah. filling in I couldn't imagine the pressure on that yeah but it probably helped him that he said that the Medea character was based on uh, like his mom and his aunt so that probably helped him a lot yeah like, and if he that. if he like came up with the character yeah. then he probably knew exactly what he wanted in his mind anyway yeah you know it was just that he had to go out there and do it yeah that was just crazy <laughs> that is wild the fact that Tyler Perry can even play Medea is just like hilarious to me yeah to be able to cross dress and like not just be funny with it because it like the you know it's kind of like hacky like oh dude in dress haha <laughs> yeah like Big Mama's house was oh, yeah. yeah I don't wish I wonder which one of those came first I think Medea uh, probably Medea because Medea started off as like plays before it turned into movies oh really yeah yeah I know because I knew he was like a big like he was like a famous like playwriter before he yeah. got into yeah, movies yeah he's like yeah. I thought he was like a theater dude yeah, yeah. yeah. yep so That's, I think that probably started first but I think uh, but Martin was yeah. Big Mama right so yeah I mean, he probably was around the same time, like, well, all the characters that he's been playing and it was stuff. It was early 2000s, I know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, probably around the same time. Probably yeah, I look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, one of those things how, like, movie companies, like, they'll put out two of the same movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they have, like, the fucking, uh, back in the 90s, they had Armageddon and then the other one about an asteroid. <laughs> like, it's always, like... Um, are you talking about um, Independence Day? No, no, no. There's a movie called Armageddon, which is like Bruce Willis and uh, somebody else, and they have to like they send like oil drillers to an asteroid to put a nuke oh, in an asteroid. But then there was another movie. I forget what it was called. Maybe I love how that's the American standard. Yeah, let's, nuke the fucker. <laughs> yeah, let's go nuke an asteroid. But then also like like Paul Blart, and then they had the. Uh, Seth Rogen movie Observe and Report like those came out in the same year it's yeah. like they always do shit like what's that what's your opinion on Hot Rod I love Hot Rod okay <laughs> Hot Rod's a great movie well one of my buddies that's probably gonna end up listening to this he's gonna be like why did why didn't you ask about Hot Rod so I had to ask about Hot Rod <laughs> what do you guys think about it I love Hot Rod have you yeah. seen Hot Rod yeah I've seen it it's decent dude yeah. I, there's not like a time in that it's movie where I act yeah it's a little, it's a little wacky, like a little over the top wacky, but like I like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm there for the silliness, a hundred percent. So, Facts. you said that you got your first start. Um, I'm assuming it was an open mic. Like, mm-hmm. how did you like amp yourself up? How was the nerves? Did you end up like? Did you do well? Like, how? Was, yeah, how was I did. Uh, I did pretty good. So, like that day that I realized I wanted to do comedy, I didn't just like start. You know, like the next week, I spent probably like six months writing and trying to like 
figure out what I wanted to sound like because I've you know I've been like listening to comedy and like there there used to be a radio show called Opie and Anthony I and yeah I I, hey, bang. I I yeah I wanted to be a radio guy my like my entire childhood like it was like a baseball player radio guy and um so like they talk a lot about comedy and like finding your voice and all this other stuff and interviewing comics so I I had a really good idea of what it was to be a comedian or what I thought was a comedian so uh yeah so it was probably like the beginning of the semester of college I realized it and then April it was 420 nice uh Sick. Rip of it. 2014 so it was Easter Sunday and 420 and I found an open mic and uh the first thing I did when I went on stage was I was like hey it's Easter Sunday it's 420 I was 19 right. I was like everybody raise your glass we're gonna do a toast it's a very important day today and everybody raised their glasses up Cheers, and I was like well yeah, I, no, I said uh yeah uh happy birthday Hitler <laughs> and then I was like oh look at all you fucking racists raising your glass to Hitler <laughs> and like that kind of sucks but it killed in the room. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you had a couple like white nationalists in the back stand yeah, up. Really, They're like, hell yeah, just like tipping the hat, like <laughs> kept their glasses know. raised after. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was the first time, and then I didn't have another good set for like seven months. Damn. And I was like, I did comedy for the first time. Five days later, I did my next show, and then from that day up until COVID, I was doing like ten shows a week, open mics or book shows or whatever. Nice. So um, I want to ask, like, what, uh, like, comedians, like, do you look, like, after kind of, like, for, um, like, inspiration and stuff like that? Because uh, I don't know if you remember, Jordan, like, we used to sit and watch, like, just sit and watch comedy, uh, like, stand-up and stuff, like Cat Williams. Oh, do I? Oh, I've, my goodness. I think uh, Cat Williams is one of the most yeah. underrated comedians. Like, he's in my top five. No, I no, no. fucking I, love him. I, I Let's say do that, it. too. No, no hold up, yeah. <laughs> to those that I have not known, because I never talked about this. Top, he's a top five comedian, oh, Cat Williams. Oh, yeah. Sure. I've always stated yeah. this, and people are always like, what are you talking about, Eddie Murphy, some Bernie Mac? And I'm like, bruh, you don't, you don't, you don't, you never watch comedy then. Yeah. This, that pimp or whatever. The pimp the, Chronicles? Like, yeah, the one with him in the green suit is, that's like one of the best yeah. stand-up yeah. specials of all time. I believe that's the one that we watched as well. But, um, yeah, yeah, so Cat Williams is, you know, obviously one big one, but like what, uh, uh, other comedians too. my my favorite of all time that I do like I draw the most inspiration from is uh, is Patrice O'Neal I don't know if you guys have heard of him no, I'm not, yeah, but I'm uh, he he's probably in my opinion the funniest person to ever do stand up and he, he's a big fat dude he uh, he had this ability <laughs> to just like say the worst thing possible and like get every, everybody's against him but then by the end of what he's saying it's like I don't agree with it at all but that is fucking hilarious <laughs> and, he's, and he had his he had his big uh, Comedy Central special and then he died like four months later he had a stroke and it was it was a whole fucked up thing but he's, he's he was on Opie and Anthony all the time and so like there's hundreds on hundreds of hours of him on the radio that you can listen to he had his own show he made a web series that was like the most offensive fucking thing that you'll ever watch. It's, it's just the trees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'd like. I think the opening thing to his web series is like him pretending to be in like ISIS, like threatening to kill his <laughs> wife. Like he's got an AK forty seven to his wife's head. It's it's just it's just the wildest shit. I, I wonder how he approaches his wife. He's like, hey, babe, can we run a skit? <laughs> well, he do. He was like, can I run a skit off you. He was like, he had. He was like, like the idea of like pimping. Is like he? Oh, he believed in pimping. 
not like not like actually pimping, but the mindset of like this is like if you want a woman to like love you and stay yeah, you with you, what to do. yeah, you gotta have you gotta you gotta be better than them. Like he he, <laughs> he had a uh, he was supposed to his second album was supposed to be called Better Than You, and that was like the whole point. Like he has a oh. he has a bit where he's like talking to guys and he's like yeah you can't ever let your bitch think she's above you and he's like bitch you could have a fucking diamond hat and you're still not flyer than me <laughs> my girlfriend she does she doesn't like any type of stand-up comedy at all me and her we try watching it like we watched a recent chris rock special not a peep not a peep you didn't she did not laugh once i mean i didn't laugh too much at it either it was like a patrice o'neill like just like his spotify like discography yeah and there was the bit about like tolu tolu yeah (laughs) dude that made my girlfriend like like (laughs) laugh her ass off i was like i felt something for her i was like holy shit it hit you yeah (laughs) the whole thing where it's like white people are probably like oh what a majestic name well and then the black people are just like oh tolu (laughs) Tolu. (laughs) that's so fucking funny yeah can you give me like right now like off top of your head like your top three top three comedians um your favorite my favorites louis ck uh nate bargatze and third it's tough i mean david tell is always gonna be in my top three but like the thing is like i've met and like worked with like all the people that i love now so it's hard for me to kind of like still enjoy them knowing who they are and like actually having like a history with some of the people like whether it's good or bad um but yeah i'd, I'd say louis david tell and nate bargatze probably my top three maybe i mean i'd be like dave Chappelle's always gonna be great but it's like he doesn't he's not he's not who he used to be i prefer the just jokes kind of guy he, like a message is cool and all but like I think that's killing comedy. Is everybody's trying to have like too much of a a, a Carlin type moment? Mm-hmm. Gotcha, bitch. Dave <laughs> yeah. Chappelle is mad funny. I've, I was watching uh like a couple weeks ago. I think I was watching The Nutty Professor, and he was like, um, he was in that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you seen it, but the oh, part yeah. where he was, uh, yeah, he was doing the stand up or whatever. Yeah, yeah that. <laughs> but that part had me, <laughs> that part had me cracking up. But yeah, Dave Chappelle is for sure like you know. Um, like I agree with you said like he's you know obviously not like up there where he is now but like where he you know he's definitely one of those he's definitely a goat that's for sure Um, and you guys remember Donnell Rawlings the guy who played Ashley Larry on Chappelle's show yeah he's I think I think he might be you know if you go like you know take a whole 60 minute set out of the two of those guys like Donnell's probably gonna get more laughs Donnell he's that dude's a fucking killer I'd never seen him live yeah, I'd never seen him live. I watched him live and was like, this motherfucker, like, yeah. I, like, there's no reason why he shouldn't be as big as Dave Chappelle. I was just about to say, too, like, I feel like nowadays when you go and you buy a Dave Chappelle tick, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You Like, I feel like he's not, you're not just going to see comedy at that point. You're going to see, like, Dave Chappelle's, like, com- comedish, satirish take on... I still think he yeah. he's amazing, like he's funny as fuck. But I think that you, you're you're kind of right. He he has lost his touch a little bit over time. Yeah, and but it's the same thing with the Chris Rock thing. Like his bigger and blacker special was like whole time joke yeah. joke 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 joke, mm-hmm. and then his latest one, it's like it was good, but yeah, yeah it was a lot of it was a lot of played out. Like a lot of the premises were stuff that you've heard other people talk about, and it's like yeah, he puts his spin on it, but it's also like 
how many fucking Caitlyn Jenner jokes, like, how many Kardashian jokes do we really need? It's like, they're like fucking, I don't know, they get too much attention. <laughs> how long have you, um, well, how long have you been, uh, like, doing stand up? No, it's gonna so be nine now. years. Nine on 420. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good, uh, yeah, it's so sick. Anniversary to celebrate <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and, like, if you don't mind me asking, like, what, like, where do you see, so you've been doing it for nine years, so where mm-hmm. do you see, like, yourself, um, like, kind of an idea um, of, like, where you see yourself in, like, the next three to five years, like, as, as if, a comedian? If I can if I can get my money right, uh, I mean, in my head, in five years, I'm going to be, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not, my goal is to never be famous. I don't want to have a million followers, and I want, my goal is to get, like, 150 Two hundred fifty thousand people that just fucking love me, and because because I I say a lot of shit, and you know touch on a lot of topics that are cancelable, <laughs> like and I've done and I've done and said things already that I know, like I know there's people that have blackmail waiting for me, for if I get <laughs> SNL. So I'm like, I don't I don't need all that. I just want to be able to be self sufficient like, and have my own thing. You're like, please do not listen to my stand up comedy. Well, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> my stand up you can listen to it. it, it that that's uh yeah, that's passable, but on a podcast when you're trying to be funny for an hour, you'll you start grasping at straws sometimes. <laughs> nah, I've, I've definitely hit it before. I have one episode. My episode 15 is gone. And it's because it was someone <laughs> that was on the podcast that didn't want it being aired. Like they heard it back and they were like, "Oh man, please take it down." What a pussy! Making <laughs> people sign for the yeah, yeah. yeah. hell yeah. We <laughs> have to sign a waiver. Be on the yeah. podcast. You guys sign a waiver. <laughs> no, I'm just ready to do the arm security joke. Right. <laughs> I was saying to him outside. I was like. I should do like a, like a joke and be like, oh yeah, because I told you already. Like, oh yeah, I'm waiting for him. And then I, when I was gonna come back inside, I was ready to be like, all right, now we have to wait for my security. <laughs> and just wait for the like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Was this no jumper? Is this a bedroom? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. somebody's gonna come in here and try to rob us. Did you hear about no jumper? Like how apparently Adam, twenty two, is like supposedly a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. It's funny when like you don't like somebody and then something like that happens. You're like, I, I intuition, dude. My girlfriend don't like him either. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really fuck with him. Him and uh, Chris D'Elia. I didn't like Chris D'Elia either. And then when all that Ooh, shit came out, that's so sad. That, that was the <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Chris D'Elia was the first person that got me like I mean I, my dad showed me George Carlin when I was young so I knew that I knew like Jim Carrey but I thought Jim Carrey was like an actor yeah. more than a comedian yeah but that was like the first com- comedy that I just like put on an album with just earbuds and just listened to mm-hmm. and I was like oh this comedy is so cool I watched his Man on Fire special mm-hmm. I was like this dude's amazing and then they dropped the allegations I said it makes sense. Yeah. Have you have you seen there's a YouTube somebody made a YouTube documentary? documentary? Oh boy, they, dude. They get his ass. That is but the other thing is they show in the documentary him on his podcast being like, I wanna start a sex cult and he like calls his fans his babies and he have wants to be called daddy. Thing? And this is how you know life oh, rips. Man. Yeah. There's a comedian named Chris D'Elia who basically like was a like a rising star. Like honestly he had a lot of Well he was he was already a star. I mean he was selling out. He was arenas. on Joe Rogan and shit. Yeah, like, he was, we're going nuts and then um like he had these like young girl followers that would like be willing to like submit to like this like 
fucking weird cult where they had to like call him daddy and like get like tattoos tattoos he like had like apartments for he had like he had like young girls stashed across the country the weirdest part is is his girlfriend if you've watched is like like, she was for it no i'm saying his girlfriend is like hot though (laughs) yeah he's got a wife and kid and this man be on his bro i because i watched when he came back his like his like I get, when he first came out, like stating that his allegations were false, or like he was like, "I'm so sorry," his apology YouTube video. Yeah. Um, his girlfriend is bad as fuck. Like, why? Like, and then he's like, "Dude, life rips. Being faithful rips." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but meanwhile, out. he's still doing the bad Bro, shit. Being a dad rips. Yeah. By the way, this girl calls me daddy, and she's fucking 15 years old. It's like yeah. what? <laughs> he's uh, his, the, the thing about him is uh also like his dad i think it's his dad or his uncle is like an old hollywood like movie producer kind of guy so if there was anybody that like had uh, you know i'm not saying he's not because he is like i i can't just say that he sucks because he doesn't suck he's obviously talented he's a cali dude yeah and he's and he's obviously like he had a shortcut he had the plug to get in so all he needed was to have that little bit of talent but then also, like, if anybody's going to be in a fucking, like, sex culty thing, it's a guy that's got old yeah. Hollywood ties to, like, you know, that kind of shit. That is wild. He's got Epstein's look. <laughs> yeah. I was just literally thinking about that as you were explaining it. Um, so, back to, like, more of, like, the comedy side I want to ask, because um, just from, like, watching, come- like, for me personally, like, watching comedians, like, I could tell, like, how much they enjoy just, like... Hmm? performing in front of an audience so like i want to ask you like when you're um you know you're out there you're in front of the audience and you know there's a, a whole it's a whole different vibe so i want to ask like what is it that you like enjoy the most when you're in the moment of like performing um probably more than making people laugh it's making people uncomfortable mm-hmm. like Patrice O'Neill had this thing where he said that stand up comedy shouldn't if there's 100 people in the room it shouldn't be 100 people laughing it should be 50 people like dead from laughing and another 50 people like what the fuck like we should not be <laughs> la- nobody should be laughing at this yeah. and that's yeah. what I try to do and so, like, there's nothing I love more than just making, if I get, you know, 100 people in the room, if 25 of them are really fucking loving it, 25 are like, I don't really get it, and then 50 are hating me, I'm like, I love that, because it's like, that those 50 people that hate me, it's like, I'm in control of your emotions right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ruining your day. I don't know what it is. It's kind of fucked up, but it's like, I enjoy <laughs> that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's interesting, too, because you have, like, people that enjoy it and can relate, and then there's people that are like... Uh, I don't know and there's people that's like yo what the hell is this yeah so it's like it's kind of cool to um, to see it, see that from your perspective on that so cause like I see a lot like a lot of comedians like I see that same thing and then like just like how much they like just a comedian that's performing like how comfortable they are with just like telling their story or something like mm-hmm. that like it's, it's just so crazy to me it's like really that that platform I feel like it's really a a good like escape for comedians to like go out there and like kind of like it's kind of like you're venting almost like, you know what I mean yeah like speak oh, yeah. your truth and you yeah. put it in the form of a joke and all that stuff like that mm-hmm. so I think that's like really cool and then like the audience just relates to it so yeah. it's like it makes it even better and even if they don't like hey you still you know yeah. you still got some laughs out of it and stuff like that so I, I look at that a lot so I, I think that's a cool perspective yeah I try not to um like I don't, I don't try to but like joke jokes and all that stuff like 
I'm not that guy. You know, all my bits are basically stories that I, you know, you exaggerate a little bit here and there and you put jokes into them, but it's all, it's all real shit. Like I, there's no, like nothing that I say on stage isn't true. Everything's like a real thing, whether or not it gets exaggerated a little bit. That's for me to know. Yeah, and, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I love about that. Yeah. Man. He's like, yeah. You're like kind of like like the older like WWE star when people are like wrestling's fake. You're like no the fucking yeah yeah no I really did break my neck, dude. <laughs> I really have had six concussions. Have you seen um Shawn Michaels? Hmm. He looks like he like yeah. Oh man! Oh like what he looks like now? Yeah. Oh, he's got like a dead eye, right? He's, he's got like a dead eye. Wears like a camo hat. Yeah, yeah, he's, looks got, like, he's got Bill Cosby eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Looks like he's from like That's, New Orleans. I was just la- I was at McGooby's last weekend. and I was coming out to his theme song. That was my that was my walkout music all weekend. He's so cool. Yeah, I did the fucking leg when that. Yeah. Sexy, but it was a bunch. It was the the headliner was this uh, lesbian lady. So like the crowd was all lesbians. So they had no fucking idea what what the hell was going. They were like, "What the fuck is this guy?" I bet that yeah. cheer was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the people will love to hear that. <laughs> I hate to hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I wanted to ask you. So what what has comedy taught you in life that no other area has taught you in life? Um. I you know it, it baseball and comedy are pretty similar to me. There was one thing they used to say like when I played baseball is like the only like the only way you you lose is if you stop playing. Like every day you get another you get your shots as long as like unless you stop there's no losing. So that's how I feel with comedy cuz like I've been you know I've been doing it 9 years. I've had a lot of like really fucked up things happen to me in terms of like my money, my, you know, uh, relationships, stuff like that. But there's also, you know, the best things that have ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea of, like, like if I were to quit now, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Like, I can't see myself doing anything other than comedy now. So, if, like, something that it taught me would just to be, like, you really can't stop. If you really love something and you really, like, put your heart into it, eventually it will all, you'll get where you're going, yeah. Um, do you, like, how interested are you in, like, traveling and doing comedy? Have you, like, done any of that? Or, like, mm-hmm. is that something that you can see yourself doing a little yeah. more of? Yeah, I, I definitely want to do more of it. Uh, I did a lot. Before COVID, I used to do it a lot. I would spend probably, you know, five to ten days a month on the road. Not doing, like, weekends and stuff like like you see big name comics do yeah. but um there's there's plenty of like little agencies and things like that that book they call them one-nighters so you'll just go to like random places they'll, they'll string you know three or five up to mm-hmm. like 10 of them together and you just go out and you go drive around like i've been to like i've been to it's not that cool but like i've been to all the great lakes i've been around all the great lakes i've been out to california i've been all the way down to florida all the way to Canada, like, no, that's still cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's wild to think, yeah. like, like if I like I I started going to therapy, and my therapist, like, one of the things she has me do is like think of like what your thirteen year old self would think about that's what you're doing. I was just about to say that. Yeah, because uh, you know you see yourself a certain way because you've already hit that goal, mm-hmm. and so what you've done is you've moved the goalposts goalposts farther and farther away as you go, versus like you know your 16 year old self like you're, you didn't even know what comedy was or whatever you're like 
I just watch this shit. I love it on TV, but mm-hmm. so you're already like you've you set the goalposts higher, so you have to still think like, dude, what you're doing is still crazy. I've never even been to California. Yeah. Some people are like, I've been to California. I'm like, California. Yeah. <laughs> like you said Canada and I'm Tupac. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that the Canada, that shit was it was right when they legalized weed and they had this they had this festival up there. Uh they picked one American comic. I think there was like 2,500 Americans submitted. They picked one. It was me. Oh, shit. And they sent me this email. You know, I was getting, they're paying me a thousand Canadian dollars. Uh, and they sent me this, um, they call it a rider. It's like, what do you want? Like, do you need food in the green room, a place to stay, shit like that? And I was just fucking around. I was like, I want you to buy me and my girl matching Jordans. Here's our size, all white. We we got there. They rented us this like penthouse thing, and we go in the penthouse, and there's a bo- two boxes of Jordans on the Holy fucking shit. bed. Canada, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, and I open up one of the boxes, and there's like a quarter ounce of weed in it, and I was like, yes, dude, yo, you're lying, nah, <laughs> nah. The Canadians, be, they did be doing it right. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't like just saying. I want to go to Canada just for no reason for like the longest time. Yeah, they just continue crazy. to. They're very give nice me more people. Reasons why? Yeah, I've yeah. heard they're like really nice people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, inside the box was a thing of maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one had weed, one had syrup. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I got one more question, and then what? Get into some news, maybe. Yeah. Some, some news. more questions. All right, bet. So, uh, last question for you, for me. Um, so, like, have you done any, like, so? you know, comedy and like stand up crosses into other forms of media and stuff like acting. So have you done any of that or is that something that you could see yourself doing? Like be like being in like a movie or something like that? Yeah, I've um <clears throat> I haven't like really I mean I I can see myself doing that, yes, as far as like actually doing it. I've done like sketches and stuff like that. Right. I was uh do you remember the TV show House of Cards with yes. Kevin Spacey? Yeah, they were here a lot. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I was in I was in a couple episodes of that. Oh, sure. Um didn't have any speaking roles, but like But you got the credits and stuff. That's on yeah. the resume though. Yeah. 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 One was like a very like big thing you can barely tell him in it, and then the other one is like you can clearly see me, which is like that's pretty sick. Yeah. Um but it's I was supposed to be in the Wonder Woman movie. Uh the Wonder Woman but 18, 19, whatever the fuck it was yeah, called, the I one that just came out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's her name, Gail? Yeah. Yeah, they talking about, I just forgot her name, though. Yeah, but I was supposed, <laughs> to, I was supposed to be in that, but I fucking, uh, they want, so I sent in uh, my headshots and my thing, and I didn't hear anything back after a month. I had, like, really long hair. Yeah. My beard was huge. And I cut all of it off, and then they were like, you're perfect, we want you. And then I showed up, and they were like, what happened to your fucking hair and your beard? We needed that. <laughs> and I was like, well, you guys got hair and makeup. You can do it. And they were like, yeah. nah, nah, Dang, so, go. like, they saw, like, the, they wanted, what was the, the headshot? Yeah, they wanted me <laughs> as, like, the hippie-looking guy that I looked like. But I showed up and it was just buzz cut, no beard. And they were oh, like, what, what the, the fuck heck, is this? Oh, what the heck, bro? Nah, they tripping. They could have worked something out. Yeah, and my, friend, my <laughs> friend's in it. He's in it. He's, he's got, like, a... It's not, not like a big speaking role, but it's yeah. like there's like a riot or something going on. He's like, come this way to people. It's like, yeah. it's like that's not shit, but it's like still fucking sick. No, that <laughs> is pretty cool, man. That's something, that's something that you tell somebody at like a bar when you're trying to rope them out. <laughs> like, by the way, I was in Wonder Woman. You can't, you can't <laughs> kick me out. I was in Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, do you want to get into some news? Let's do it. 
Let's get into like to welcome the fake news media, which is back there. This is not okay. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. That's your boy. Yeah, he, he he started comedy like four years before me when I first started. He was down here all the time. Oh, so like Magoobies has like their new comedian of the year competition. <clears throat> and uh, the first year I did it, I lost to him in the finals. Are you for and then, real? Yeah, and then him and I moved to New York, not like together, but at the same time. And we were hanging out all the time. <clears throat> and uh, I, I remember the day he got he got Saturday Night Live, and I was like, we were so pumped, and he goes, something something's not good, something something bad's gonna happen. I just know it. And I was like, don't say that. And then the, I went I went back to my place, woke up the next day, and it was like Shane Gillis, racist. Yeah, where are you from? Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Fire wrestling hell. And I texted him. I was like, ooh. Didn't they get him for like saying something about like, I think it was like Asian people? Yeah. Or something so stupid. Yeah, he was doing that. And, that, and like, that's well, what's going to. the podcast, right? Yeah, and that's what's going to happen to me with my Imagine podcast. Where it's podcast. like. where Because it's like you talk for an hour, you're going to eventually do a character or say something, you know, racist, homophobic, misogynistic. But you're fucking around. Like, it's not a. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and then people are like, they meant this thing. They, they were actually making fun of Asian people trying yeah. to learn English or, like, Chinatown. And trying to be PC and be funny is hard. Like, people don't understand yeah. that that line is, like, to be clean and be funny, like, there's a, not a lot of people that are naturally, mm-hmm. like, just super clean and, like... Yeah, yeah. Nate Bargatze is the only guy I know that is yeah, clean yeah. on and off stage and insanely funny. He is hilarious. I went and saw. I've 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 been a fan of his for a long time. I went and saw him uh, last year, and it was the funniest comedy show I've ever seen. Like front to back, just goddamn. Well, it seems like whenever I will see like clips of him, he just seems like his comedy is really tight. Um, oh yeah, we should probably. Yeah, I was ready to say I'm so sorry, but we have to cut into the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me click over. Alright. Wait. So, wait, what happened? Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, let me sure. Okay, I'm sorry, it didn't look like it. Let me check. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. There you go. <laughs> 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 oh, this well, yeah, this was what I was ready to say is I'm gonna scan through this because. You got you. I got you like even you were minutes. like, wait, are we? It kind of slow. Well, I know, I just know I'd be making dumb, <laughs> dumb mistakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just had to, I make hella mistakes. <laughs> um,. I make a lot of mistakes, just like 6 9 made the mistake <laughs> of going to the LA Fitness locker room. Smooth, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it looks like they popped one of his ribs. And I'm sure if you guys seen the video, you can look it up on YouTube or the Twitter. Uh, we'll post it on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, he gets caught in some room and they got some like... I don't know. I don't know how to describe this big henchman. Yeah, there's some beefcakes, that's for sure. He kind of looks... Did he kick him in the nuts? I think that guy's probably Hispanic or something. I was already saying. I thought, ooh, that, that, that was. The guy closer to the camera right here. It looks like he kicks him in the nuts, right? Oh, no, he kicks him in the head. Damn. He's a little guy, too. I don't understand why everybody thinks it's okay. Where's his security? He probably, yeah, he, his, one of his ribs is gone. They said yeah. he was at, like, LA Fitness or something like that. Yeah, LA Fitness bro, locker. Yeah, security. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering is where is the security? And so they got this video. Uh, you thought you were just going to be working out? Hey, jump me. I, I love the dude that's trying to be his fan that was recording the whole time. Bruh. 
He literally jumped him and was like, I ain't jump you, bro. <laughs> the worst part about this is getting jumped in those little boy shorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just got out of the sauna. He looks mad. He, he looks wet. Yeah. <laughs> He's slippery. He should have ran. Yeah, he definitely was changing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I figured that after a while, this shit is gonna catch up to you. You know what I mean? Like, he he was one of those people that just talk shit for so long. That's like, we, I'm kind of surprised that this this video didn't come out two years, three years ago already. Yeah, yeah he's rap game Donald Trump. <laughs> Everybody hates him. Yeah, he pretty much just got just got caught lacking. Just, you know, <laughs> now we see it on video. <laughs> yeah. Out of everyone that deserves to get caught, like it's definitely him though. Colorado Parks and Wildlife are searching for a mountain lion after the animal clawed a Colorado man sitting in a hot tub with his wife on Saturday night. The victim <laughs> said he and his wife were in the hot tub when he felt something grab his head. After realizing it was a mountain lion, the couple used a flashlight and made noise which caused the animal to retreat and allowed them to return inside their rental property. Colorado and Parks Wildlife said in a press release that man had four superficial scratches on the top of his head and near his right ear. I know that she was trying to fight him with a flashlight, yeah. Huh. Well. <laughs> um, I'm surprised this isn't like a, a Florida story, because we always get the Florida man something, something. So this is happening in, in Colorado. Interesting. Uh, this, the fact that this just happened is just, some of these stories, bro, it's kind of like, dang. How the fuck does that happen? How does it happen? How, are you, how is he not dead, too? Fucking mountain, mountain lions are big. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. So oh I was just God. trying to get some pussy in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He's just smiling away. It's an evil world we live in. That's a big motherfucker, dude. Dude, if I survived a lion attack, I'm talking big shit. Yeah. I'm talking big shit. Oh, is he like. He's like British or some shit. Welcome to America, motherfucker. <laughs> this is Tyson Fury's like little cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's nothing. That's not much little about this guy, dude. <laughs> Big ounce, yeah. yeah. Oh, damn, you call, I, I hear it now. The accent. Yeah. Yeah, the cops yeah. all over. We'll call the cops on a mountain lion. Damn, dude. So, what a lucky guy. What? So what? What happened with? Um, so he was in the hot tub with his wife. So like, he's trying to get some ass. What happened with like after that like with the wife <laughs> mm -hmm. he she grabbed the so she grabbed the flashlight made noise and then she was trying to shine the light and make noise at the the line and the line was just fucking the husband up. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that your wife has to save you from getting attacked by a mountain lion <laughs> she's not doing shit yeah. like, die. it reminds me of like the uh, sponge drop episode with the sea bear with the little circle <laughs> they put the circle down yeah <laughs> the sea bear really exist why no didn't one bear. show up that's what the hot tub was <laughs> Patrick you're attracting the sea bear <laughs> he couldn't come into the hot tub he could only reach across <laughs> oh um, but no, our next story is so JP Morgan is recently under fire about Jeffrey Epstein. Apparently, from the list they've obtained, they've tracked the money down to JP Morgan. So JP Morgan's facing some big ass lawsuit over it. Like, but the funniest part about it is so that like raises the question of like, okay, so who's on the list? Right. Like, why not? They instead they're just like extorting people now almost like huh. extorting like it seems like big business. They're like, yeah. we won't drop the names, or I don't know. I feel like that's such a weird tactic to withhold the names from like the community. So so what would like the money meaning 
like the like he was getting money from JP Morgan. It was Morgan. like I think yeah, I think it was like investors or of some sort. Huh. But I knew that they were involved in some way to the I guess the oh, like island. The, the island and the huh. So they're like trying to like track the money line, I guess now. Which in a sense it's a, it's a good thing to do that still, but like I feel like you should also maybe I don't know drop the list and. Yeah, they'll never do that though, because they're all like uh, the George Carlin bit, bit. It's a big club, and we're You're not in it. it. Yeah. yeah, they're they're just playing each other right now. There's like a there's, there's the some Mexican kind of, standoff. Yeah, there's some kind of weird power grab thing that that in that like power like billionaire circle is going on. That like we can see it in this of like oh J.P. Morgan's in trouble, but we don't really know what the <laughs> fuck is actually going on, you know? Yeah. And meanwhile, like Russia's shooting drones down and shit, and like it's like we what? just sent more money over to uh, Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We sent like another bill or some shit that. like that, or it was like mm-hmm. a couple mil. It's it's shit's gonna get fucking weird probably between that and China and like. The Chinese buying like all the ports in Africa. It's gonna become shit. Fallout, bro. Yeah, probably. I've been playing Fallout recently. This shit reminds me of, like Fallout, bro. <laughs> Chinese raid drop bombs on us at any point. I, I just moved into Baltimore City, and it's crazy how many like people just walking around look like NPCs from Fallout. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like feral bulls. <laughs> yeah, were you outside <laughs> when the bombs dropped, dog? <laughs> <laughs> Close to the strike, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen people like. Hopes up just yet. I'm still a virgin. Everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. It's just, you know. No, you cannot joke about that. Thank you so much for all your support. Um, yeah, Andre Caldwell, bro. This is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of the gay leaving his body. <laughs> it's all the dicks he's ever sucked coming back out. <laughs> now just guilty conscious. And in right. the back of his head, he's like, later I am going to be wearing a purse and putting on makeup so that this guy over here can fuck me in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I like this is my favorite part. Uh, they don't show that w- they have a whole bunch of people come down and start dancing with them, but it's like a majority dudes. It's like the temptation is real. <laughs> so we are on in, uh, interesting individuals uh, this week. We got uh, Andrew Caldwell. Uh, he's the guy that says I am delivered. This is an old video from years ago, but yeah. we're gonna um, go over this little interview he does. So we'll install clips and we'll pause it time to time. <laughs> from his voice, let's just be honest. Already, I don't think he's ever been delivered. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Andrew C. called, well, we know what the C stands for. It's like, Tony, if you came in today and you were like, yes, it's me, Tony, with the T. With the T. <laughs> I'll probably go from, like, a pastor to, like, here. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, honestly, BET could be putting them in some nice, like, hotel or something. That is for sure what they're doing. There's no way this guy has that nice of a house. Yeah. 
Now when that uh, yeah. when that video came out though, it was like viral. Like, oh yeah. Like that. He said that he got a he said he got like a ten thousand dollar check from Facebook from this video. Huh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I am deliver. Yeah, people even use like just sound bites from hit that video and like he probably copyright strikes the fuck yeah. out yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm reusing now so he trademarked I'm not gay no more <laughs> well he already knows he's getting a sound bite out of this people are knocking at the door <laughs> like he didn't know <laughs> like, yeah. but what video like he ain't know <laughs> He does look like Jordan Peele, though. Yeah, he does. I know. Once I saw that thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It looks like he's looking up at him. Yeah. I'm delivered. You're not gay no more? How, how many people you think came up to Jordan Peele after that video popped out and were like, <laughs> I'm not gay no more? That's probably why he started making scary movies. <laughs> at, the end of, at the end of, like, no. It's just like, I am not gay no more. He played, like, a female character at Key Peele that, uh... I don't know if you guys remember. It's like he, really, really funny. He's played a lot of different characters on KMPO. Like yeah. He played one girl with like a wig and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, Get Out is just about <laughs> not being gay no more. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you guys seen? Um, dang, what's the rec- what's the most recent uh, movie that came out with uh, Jordan Peele? No, I think. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that one. Have you guys? Seen I didn't that watch movie? it. Okay. Yeah. I seen it. It was it was alright. Um, but. Yeah, he's he's definitely you know he's in this his scary movie, era. you know era right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from what I hear, he's not. I mean, I I saw Get Out. I didn't seen. I I just don't watch movies like I used to. I'm like too busy watching older movies, trying to watch the classics that I've never seen. You know. Yeah. So, so you're you're into the old horror movies? Just just old movies in general. Yeah. Like I feel I, like there's a different type of um with old movies. I was always telling you this, like uh the wide camera angles and stuff. It for me it always has me more immersed than just watching yeah. the fast cut shit. It like kind of gives mm-hmm. me a headache to watch. And sometimes. I and I do I love a three hour long movie. I <laughs> like I fucking <laughs> a good drama. Uh, yeah. yeah. Character driven shit, dude. Like Taxi Driver. You ever see oh, that? Yeah, That's yeah, a yeah. fucking. That's a goddamn good movie. Have you guys seen the recent Batman movie? Oh, the, the new one? one? Yeah, yeah, the one that came out, I think, last year. So yeah. that movie, I went to go see that in the theaters. It was that so movie was, good. It was really good. Was that movie so was, good. That was like three hours, though, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but was, it was well worth it. I, I went with my friends, um, and uh, the, the, the one part, like, I was loving it, and then the one part where uh, Catwoman is, like, talking to Batman, she's like... Something about like these privileged white males <laughs> taking over, and I, I like audibly was like, ah, come on, <laughs> you were having such a good movie. I thought we weren't gonna have this that. This was great <laughs> until you said something. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Next time. Yeah, and then my friends were just laughing, and they're like, haha, yeah. it is your fault. Gotham's shitty because these people like you <laughs> suck my dick. That movie was very emo though. The Batman. Mm-hmm. The Batman was so emo. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. But Colin Farrell, the Penguin. Oh yeah, he was, was great. He was great, but like the accent was just over the top. Like <laughs> the Boston. Yeah, where he's like, I didn't hurt no Goyle. It's like, yo, what the fuck? You know what? You know what have been funny as fuck? Fucking Bobby Kelly or whatever the fuck his name oh, is. Oh yeah. If he would have played Penguin. Yeah, that would be funny. As he fuck. Got, he's skinny as fuck now. Have Dude, you seen that? That everybody's getting skinny as fuck because of that gastric surgery or whatever. He gets mm-hmm. rid of everything, bro. You're. 
you go from hero to zero real quick. Yeah, like, that, that lap band, and then you add on that diabetes medication that makes food disgusting or whatever the fuck. I heard that, like, be, they're having, like, generics made off of that. But I know we're running over our time. Um, I want you to, like, plug whatever you got to fucking plug. If we can, like, let anybody know where we can, like, actually come and see you or hey, uh, tickets work. Yeah, I mean, just uh, follow Matt B Comedy on Instagram. Uh, bottle rocket comedy underscore that's the production group that i work with we put on three to four shows a month in baltimore uh i'm gonna have my album slash special coming out hopefully in the middle of may uh it's it's gonna be that's gonna be sick just let us know Uh, when you're dropping it and we'll just have you back on and try to get people back on the wave because after two months people don't forget yeah (laughs) no yeah i get that and also trap the trap podcast on everything don't listen to it if you're gonna get offended please just save us both some time and don't listen <laughs> shout out trap podcast shout out to bottle rocket comedy and uh, thank you for coming on thank you yeah no problem bro yeah um that nice to have you here man feel free to you know always come by and hang out it's the signs of wine podcast i'm not drunk sure with your host jordan tucker I'm tired of everyone calling me